0: All right, let's get out to the uh, zone phone and talk with Margin Hooks, former BYU receiver. Margin, how the heck are you? Welcome to the big show.
1: doing
2: pretty
0: good. Yourself? We're doing well here, I think. PK, how you doing?
2: Oh, I couldn't be better, Margin. Just ready for you to make another diving catch in the north end zone down at LaBella Edwards Stadium. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, if I if I do that, I wouldn't be able to get up now.
0: Mar- Margin, what do you think of what we were just talking about as far as weight? So many players are affected by pressure, but some are not. How are they able to avoid that uh, sort of inhibiting uh, feeling?
1: Oh, man, it's, it's different ways. Everyone is different, you know, and th- th- how to relax your mind or relax your body. Some people have certain music they listen to. Some people have different things they you know, they do on the field, different things, different routines, some stereotypes they go through. Um, so everybody's different. you got to find your own little niche that gets you into that mode where the pressure doesn't get to. Some people, that's natural. Some people don't play well until they're under pressure. Yeah,
2: that's that. true. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Uh, as a receiver... You know, you look at the quarterback and you have to have complete confidence in him. And when you were a receiver, or even now as you look around, whoever it might be, was it noticeable if the quarterback didn't absolutely believe he could do what he can do and therefore that created doubt in the rest of the offense?
1: Oh, it does, man. In a huddle, man, a quarterback, just how he handles a cuddle, just how he handles situations man that rallies a a team behind it I mean you can kind of sense that some doubt their ability or doubt they know what they're doing and as a team and you know if you have a young team that's not necessarily experienced with that who can kind of push the quarterback and help you know give the quarterback some confidence it's it's tough It's it's you're in for a long season
0: I don't want to bring back bad memories for you, or anything, Marjorie, But did you ever have a moment where a ball is right there for you and you dropped it?
1: <laughs> I've had a cut. You know what? I dropped three passes my entire career at BYU that I call drops. You know, one of them, one of them, I call a drop, but it probably wasn't with my soft, my redshirt freshman against against Utah at home, and we ended up losing to them by like three points or something, like a touchdown. And I was going across the middle, and I'm looking at the zone. I'm settling in the hole, thinking, okay, the quarterback's going to hit me. And I couldn't see the quarterback. You know, uh, Kevin Frederick wasn't as as tall. So he kind of side on him through a hole. And then at the last minute, he led me. And I I was slowing down. I had to lunge to try to get to it. And the ball hit, like, off the tip of my fingers. You know, I mean, I'm trying to tip it back to me. And the the hurtful part is when I looked up field, there was nothing but green grass. (laughs) It, it, It got me. And another time, the same type of situation. I was going across the middle, and I couldn't see him. And I was running like a short route, like about five or six yards. So when he was slinging out, it got up on me quick. I didn't know where it was coming from. It just came out of a hole, and it, and it hit into my chest. And I dropped a touchdown once in a bowl game. It hit me in the face. Mm-hmm. I tell people that story all the time. <laughs> I mean, we were playing two lanes, and I ran a great route. I mean, I ran a, a stuttering go. The ball came up, and I went to reach up to catch the ball, and my orange froze. It was cold that game. We played at the Liberty Bowl. It was freezing. And I didn't have any, any sleeves on. And the sun dropped on our sideline first, so it was freezing over there. And I went to catch the ball. And I'm, I'm not a cold necked person. I'm, I like to eat. And my, it's like my orange froze. I mean, I reached my hands up. My hands just couldn't even get past my neck. And the ball hit me in the face the worst part is when I turn around, the cameraman was right in my face. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and it's like, boom, God, he's in my face, so I push him. I get to the sideline, and Coach French was there, the O-line coach. He's sitting there digging into me. I'm already pissed. I dropped it. <laughs> you know, so it's, it, I remember those three for sure that, that I dropped. And I was like, man. So you have those moments. Those are the ones I remember. I remember more about and I had, I think, probably over, I don't know how many catches, maybe over 180 catches, but I remember
2: those three that I dropped. Yeah, that's funny. A lot of players, uh, no matter what the sport is, they remember those negatives a little bit more than the positives because those are the ones that stick out at you. You know, I know you're working working with some high school kids, and um, I've always been fascinated, particularly in football, with this star system. And, you know, I think that the more four and five stars you have, the better you are for sure. But yet we see time and time again that players who have very little star ranking go. And Utah has done that and made a, and Kyle Whittingham and his guys have made a great career out of seeing guys for what they can become rather than who they are and what their assigned star ranking is. And it looks like BYU... They're going to have to get into that a little bit more as they go forward and without being the big dog like they were for so many years in the and Mountain West. What goes into what you can see in a player that can be successful at the collegiate level and who's not the obvious four- and five-star guy?
1: Oh, would you see is the development. You see that they continuously develop year after year as a high school player that's what you look at every year do they get better do they get enthusiastic about getting better because some kids are not you they're correct they're natural i mean i have kids now when i get on like he's gonna be a five star he's gonna be a four star i have kids like that you know i was i sent a list actually a guy that i do work with and i go back and forth having them out the Ross Oppo. so i sent him a list of kids i trained just for my 2020 class and he looked he was like that many kids have offers already I'm like, yeah, you got to think, a lot of these kids, I start when they're like eighth grade, so about time they're in the same year, they, you know, the one the earlier you start, the more you develop. So the college game has changed because coaches have to win right now. They really don't have time to go develop kids. So some co- colleges are at advantage because they can go get the kids that are ready right now. They've been trained, so they walk in, the coaches put them in a the system. And new to that area, for instance, Puka, he was trained, he's developed. He doesn't stay. He goes to Washington Huskies and he's probably going to play there a lot as a freshman. But those schools have to get the Puka. Those coaches have to win right now. They have that pressure on them to play for a national championship. So you coaches don't have time to develop. They have to be a kid they can plug in and you already got the skills. You already know how to run these routes. We're just going to put you in the system and get you big and stronger. And that's what I think college is going to now. Well, we're going to get you bigger and stronger, but can you develop? Do you know how to play? A lot of times you may get a a coach that's never played that position. You know, it's like me, all of a sudden, I'm a college coach, and I say, all right, coach, you're going to be the old line coach. I've never gotten down there. Now, all my roommates in college were old linemen. I tell people, still, I, 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 they don't mean I know how to teach you how to kick step or punch and do all this stuff that the old lineman does. And it's tough because of the, the game has gone to, can you recruit, not can you coach and develop? Can you go out here and coerce this 18-year-old, 19-year-old, or 18 year old to come to your school? you know that's the way the business gone now so it is tough it's, and i feel it is it's hard on coaches that have to win right now
0: speaking of uh, development uh, BYU one of the things that we wondered about last year margin was where are the playmakers on this team how do you work with receivers like pk was talking you teach these guys how 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 can these guys who are or who are fine athletes i mean they were recruited at a D1 level how can they become playmakers that are reliable receivers that a quarterback can have faith in to throw them the ball trust them
1: yes, I think it has to do with the, the mindset and although also the demand that that coach has of his players I don't think it, it, it's, it's, you should treat it like a business so you can kind of weed through there shouldn't be I don't believe there should be some eight receiver rotation and all that when I played I didn't come out the game I wasn't about to come out the game Matter of fact, on fourth down, even if there wasn't a the formation I was in on, the coach on two occasions would call a timeout and put me in. On two occasions that happened. Because he knew, you're going to go make the play. So it's a mindset, it's a mentality. Some kids have it naturally. Some have to develop and put it in them. So sometimes a coach can see, if, okay, he has the potential to be this. Let me see mentally if I can get him ready. And sometimes you might have to be hard on him. You can't coddle them. You know, it's things you got to develop. you got to compare them. Sometimes I say the receiver room should be uncomfortable. There shouldn't be no one in there saying, oh, today we're going to all work together. Man, be the dog. Be the, be the alpha dog. I never said it when I played, but I knew I was that guy. It was a reason I was a lead receiver for three years straight. Not because, <laughs> oh, they just went my way. No. It was a mindset. it's a mentality for it. And sometimes you got to be able to sense that. And sometimes as a coach, I would say it, it, it's tough. If you haven't been around it a lot or you haven't been that type of person yourself, it's tough to sense who has that type of mentality and ego. And it's a cockiness. It's A cockiness it's an arrogance. But if you're going to be that, you better walk that walk. There's no excuses. <laughs> if it's time for you to make a play, you better make it. There's no excuses for anybody. Oh, they're holding me. Well, you better get them off here. <laughs> and now they have more resources. When I play, there's more resources for development and giving things to help help guys now. So if there's really not too much of a skip sort.
2: Do you know this kid at BYU Hill? Do you have any background with him? With who? Uh, this freshman kid, I think. Yes.
1: Yeah, a- uh, no, I don't. I know it's a kid that came from Texas area. I know they mentioned him. I know he played receiver here, but he may be one of those kid that's not ranked high that people don't look right. at who right. may end up being a big time player he may be yeah. one of those guys that you might just say you know what go out there and go make plays yeah he might be the unsung hero margin
0: uh, tell all our listeners what you're up to these days we mentioned that you do work with some receivers
1: what are you specifically what are you doing all right now man i'm working with <laughs> i've been done for so long i have um I have my first guy that went that I started in high school who's actually pro. The crazy thing about it, his first touchdown catch and his first his first pass caught in his first touchdown was from Taysom uh, Hill, uh, LeJoy and Humphreys for the New Orleans Saints. I've had him since he was a junior in high school who's a receiver for New Orleans Saints now. So now's at the point where a lot of my guys are going or ready to go pro. I have about eight seniors this year in college that will be going pro. So it's – for me, it's all in-house. So I've, I can actually say I've taken kids from middle school all the way to the NFL. You know, So it's a little different. You know, So now it's gotten bigger. You know the training side of it. I still have high school, you know, high school kids every year. I'm, I mean, last year I had, I think, three All-Americans. This year I have two All-Americans. One of them is uh, Marvin Mills, who just committed to Stanford. Another one is E.J. Smith, whose dad is Emmitt Smith. So I trained Emmitt Smith's son. I've had him since eighth grade. He's an All-American. Um. See, I think he's married his five to Texas A&M, Ohio State, Florida, Stanford. Um, and it's, it's one more now that I'm just kidding, Georgia. So it, it's going well. Those are some of the top guys, but I have some that are 1AA, some, some of the military schools that I've had that come to me with no offers and they able to go to camps and actually a And then they, you know, they just follow through the regimen that I send them and give them, and they come to me every week putting in work. You know, every week during the summer, every week, even sometimes during the school year, I still train them. And now my college guys are doing well. I mean, I have two top receivers at Oklahoma. I have, actually, the Pac-12, I probably have about – the Pac-12, I probably have guys on 18. As a matter of fact, one individual that, that respects Utah a lot is Eno Benjamin. I've been training him since I was a running back at Arizona State.
0: Oh, he's a great guy.
1: So yeah, <laughs> See, a lot of people a lot of people don't know that I have, but know that I do. So I just kind of keep it quiet. So, you know, it's not about me, it's about them. It's not about me, I'm done playing. So it's quite a bit. I have quite a few, few guys in college now playing in the college ranks. I mean, so, I mean, everything's going well. I mean, it's gotten bigger. It's gotten, you know, better for me. Um, different opportunities, sponsorships, just from training and development, guys in the pros, guys in college. So just kind of looking for some more business opportunities just to continue to do the thing, do the thing I love to do, and that's, you know, train and develop athletes.
0: Well, Margin, we could talk to you all day long. And maybe we – also, let's get Margin back on sometime, man. We'll talk uh, a little longer when we have more time. But we appreciate you joining us today.
1: Thanks a lot. Definitely, man. Y'all take care. And hopefully, you know, one day I'll come up there and we i to get live on the set with you guys. We're on live with you. I definitely enjoy that. That'd be great.
0: Thanks a lot, Margin. Martin Hooks, former BYU receiver, now a receivers coach down Texas Way. Stay with us.